Just a few weeks before Christmas, I finished a grueling book tour that took me to 53 cities in 18 days. I was exhausted physically, emotionally, and mentally. The time I spent in the Bahamas was a lifesaver. I don't think I even realized just how completely worn out I was until I finally had a chance to rest. I took a nonstop JetBlue flight from Nassau to New York's JFK airport, and when I got to the city, it was snowing, the temperature was in the 20s, and traffic was gridlocked as only New York traffic can be. A far cry from the beautiful warm climate I just left a few hours earlier. I inched my way toward Midtown to start the preparation for a television show that would air the next day. My flight back home to North Little Rock was set for first thing Sunday morning. I hadn't been home in almost three weeks and was more than ready to sleep in my own bed and play with my three dogs who I'm pretty sure had forgotten what I looked like. The weather in New York was getting worse, and late Friday afternoon, Delta Airlines called to tell me that my flight for Sunday was already canceled. And because it was Christmas week, every other flight was booked solid until Tuesday. Even then, they could only put me on standby. It was beginning to look like I might not make it home in time. And my hopes for a simple Christmas at home were beginning to die as things became more and more complicated. Because I'm on planes four or five days a week, I've got enough frequent flyer miles to qualify for the highest level of service on several airlines. This usually makes traveling a lot easier because I have a special phone number that I can call for help, priority when booking and boarding, and usually the opportunity to upgrade to first class for no extra cost. But this weekend, these advantages weren't helping me at all. I knew that the weather was better south of New York and if I could get to Washington, D.C., I might be able to get a flight from there. I decided to take a train from New York's Penn Station to D.C. late Saturday night after I finished taping the show. Then I'd catch an early flight from D.C. to Arkansas on Sunday. There was space available on the train to D.C., and Delta had a flight that would work. But the first two Delta agents I spoke to on the phone told me I couldn't change my ticket. I explained I'd pay for my ticket and lodging, and that by switching my flight, I'd be doing them a favor because I'd be freeing up a seat on one of the flights out of New York. I figured this compromise was more than fair. Somehow, neither of the first two people I spoke with saw it that way. They had rules, and the rules wouldn't let me change the ticket. I asked for a supervisor. I got disconnected. I called back and had to explain my plan, which I thought was brilliant, all over again. I was more than ready to take my problem off their hands and had figured out how to do it at no cost to them. I realized Christmas is one of the busiest travel seasons of the year and that with passengers in a hurry to get to where they're going, the reservations and information people at the airlines are frazzled. I also know that my flight wasn't the only one canceled and there were hundreds of people just like me who were upset and anxious. I know that. I understand that. But at the time... I didn't care about being logical or benignly accepting rational excuses. I wanted to get home for Christmas. I can be a stubborn person when I want something badly enough. I kept calling the airline and finally talked to someone who seemed to understand that her job was not to read the rule book, but to serve the people who paid her salary and help them solve their problems. That agent deserves a raise. Not only that, she should be promoted and put in charge of training other people. She approved the ticket change. I booked a train ticket in a hotel room for D.C., and despite the trains being an hour and a half late, I finally made it to D.C. about 1 a.m., 
snuck a brief nap before getting up at four, went to Reagan National Airport, and then caught a flight to Arkansas that got me home in time for Christmas, even if it was several hours later than I had planned. I felt like Steve Martin's character in the hilarious movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Add a boat to that equation since I had to take a boat from the island in the Bahamas where we stayed to Nassau before I flew to New York. And you can basically picture my experience. It took perseverance, patience, and persuasion to do it, but I got home. My eight days at home during Christmas were literally the longest stretch of time I had spent in my own home since my wife Janet and I had bought the place two years earlier. When people asked me what I wanted for Christmas that year, my response was, I want to be home. I really meant it. There was no material thing that occupied my imagination and want list near